Hi, this is uh, Aaron Orlando uh, reporting for the Revelstoke Mountaineer. I'm sitting down with Jason Rowe, who is the um, president of Revelstoke Adventure Park, which uh, just received uh, a tenure approval last uh, last week uh, for uh, ambitious and large uh, adventure park that's going to be built in the Greeley area just east of Revelstoke. Um, we're here just to talk about what happens next with the project. Jason, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. No problem. Thank you. Okay, so um, this project been around for a few years uh, you know everyone knows about it uh, the tenure approval um, about a week and a half ago what what does that mean for the project in short it really means it's it's a real project now. It's, it's gone from a, a concept plan to something that we can start to engage in the construction but also into talking to suppliers uh, manufacturers uh, lift companies, etc., with some confidence now, obviously, that we are moving forward. Um, it's a major, major step in the process, although uh, the work is really going to start beginning now. Um, it's been seven long years of from concept to first submission to second go around. Um, we we now though can move forward with the confidence that uh, we have a we have a piece of land that we can actually build on, not just this may or may not happen. Mm -hmm. And for someone who uh, is starting from the start and doesn't really know much of anything about this project, uh, what is the vision for it? So the vision is to be um, North America's largest one-stop adventure park. Uh, put it as simple as possible. Is that. Uh, you know, there's lots of areas around North America, including some great resorts uh, that have fantastic facilities. Um, but even in most of those facilities, you park your car, you go to one event, you get back in your car, you drive to another area within the same area, but you have to move to some sort of transportation as opposed to parking your car, having all access to all the activities at one location. Other than the gondola, the mode of transportation ceases uh, once you step onto the property. Mm -hmm. There's been a, a whole bunch of different activities uh, proposed in, in the concepts that have come forward over the year. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about what activities are planned and, and are they still all on the table at this, at this point? Yeah, uh, every one of them are still on the table. Uh, everything from horseback riding, bungee jumping, sky swings, zip lines, rope courses, downhill mountain biking, hiking. Rock climbing, Via Ferrata, um, mini putt, surf lake, climbing walls, uh, water park area. There's extensive number of uh, activities. Um, now the time is to plan them out correctly and make sure that our programming is going to be successful from year one. Mm -hmm. And what sort of a timeline is there on the bill that's uh, obviously not all going to happen in year one? Yeah, no, um, right now we're, we're fine-tuning the programming to make sure that what we open in year one with is the most successful um, layout or plan uh, then with more detailed planning on what's going to happen in the, in the in the years that follow opening year um, we, we still would love to open uh, July of 2018 July 1 2018 uh, that Canada Day weekend in saying that though we will not rush to open something that's uh, incomplete uh, so that date is not a hard and fast date. It's one that we had before, and our goal was that we would have construction this this entire spring, summer, fall, working on some of the buildings throughout the winter time that we could, as weather mm -hmm. permits, and then continuing in you know 
again April of the following year to the finishing touches to be open in July. Again, uh, depending on what our our final program is, that could change to you know a, a fall opening for a soft opening and a grand opening in 2019. At this point, um, we don't. I can't provide you with mm-hmm. solid dates yet. Okay. What is likely to be uh, opened in the first phase? So first phase would definitely be the gondola, the sightseeing, the ziplining courses. The, the, there'd be some mountain bike trails, obviously hiking trails. There'll be uh, the RV park and campground. Uh, there'll be some other smaller activities that are so less intensive, uh, but just sort of... Uh, hourly use stuff. Um, the main bungee center will be completed, which will have a restaurant and a deck for mm-hmm. viewing the, the um, activities from from our platform up above. And that's, you know, there'd be some other smaller ones. Again, we're in the middle of fine-tuning that, but that's the, the, the core at this point. Okay. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier and you were, you were saying, you know, like now is really where the rubber hits the road now that you have the 10 year approval. So uh, on the ground, nitty gritty, what sort of things are you actually dealing with right now uh, with the view to, to possibly getting open by July of 2018? Yeah, so we have a number of things that we're doing. Uh, we have the highway access to our commercial access permit has to be completed. Our planners are redefining our, our plan. Um, to ensure that uh, with each step that we're making it with 100% uh, confidence that we're going in the right direction. Um, so that's occurring as we speak. Um, we're, we're really getting into the fine print of, of the operations of the plan itself so that when we begin in April to look at uh, the main road going up, some, we, we're going to need to do some more geotech, some more detailed engineering. Mm-hmm. That stuff will occur uh, as soon as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a timeline, honestly, for us to complete these um, preliminary studies that need to be completed uh, in order to move forward. And so those things are, are in, the, in, the, in the startup, um, hopefully uh, mid-April. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask sort of like a two-part question. Um, the, the first part is numbers. Like I'm interested in knowing like how much of an investment this is. Uh, you know, how many people do you hope to attract in there? Um, and uh, what quite sort of numbers do you need for it to be successful? Uh, and, then, and then the second part of the question is, is why here? Revelstoke always has the challenge of, of geography. You know, we're fairly uh, far away from any one big population center. Why have you chosen to, 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 to build the, the project here? And do you think it'll be able to attract the numbers that you need to, to make it successful? Uh, there's a few things there. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, the, the, the right now we're, we have $10 million invested into the project. Okay. Um, we look to spend uh, in the $40 million range. Um, the numbers will again be fine-tuned in the next uh, four to six weeks. We'll have a better idea of what phase, phase one will look like. Um, we we believe that uh, in order to, be, you know, we we do have a number of um, market research um, studies that have told us, you know, what kind of traffic we get by Revelstoke here on the highway, and we sort of look at this property as a gateway to the highway. We're, we're 200 meters as a crow's fly 
uh, from the uh, from the Greeley Road to the center of the, of the or the the adventure base at the bottom of the, the gondola. Hmm. <clears throat> we you know we'd like to see a hundred thousand plus visitors. Um, as far as our ability to attract what numbers are successful, you know we've done our feasibility based on, on less numbers than that. Um, we do believe that those numbers are achievable purely simply because of the drive-by traffic that occurs on the highway. Um, you know, in three months, you have 2.2 million consumers mm-hmm. that come by uh, in June, July, and August. So if you're looking at um, why and where, uh, we are, Revelstoke is already an incredible outdoor adventure area um, for people that don't want to pay to have uh, lift access mountain biking or any of the other activities we have and one of the biggest things for Revelstoke has been in the years is making it not a stopover but making a destination and we feel that this project creates the ability for that destination market um, again I think we can piggyback off of the existing beautiful surrounding that we're we're already blessed to be in hmm. and I think vice versa that we'll that we'll be able to help increase the numbers to other areas in the Revelstoke and other activities that um, may not be on our on our radar. Uh, the reason we've chosen Revelstoke is for the, all those very reasons. You know, Revelstoke Mountain Resort is was is deemed you know the biggest and the best. And when we looked at this project, we wanted to follow that same concept. You know, we what do we think we have the the best location for the for the program that we're going to lay out? We believe that the drive-by traffic alone is enough, but I believe that what we're creating will also create a destination so that it will, it will be a must stop, mm-hmm. not a try to stop. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those reasons, uh, and other than the fact that, you know, Revelstoke is Revelstoke. I mean, mm-hmm. when we came to this town, it took us uh, less than a day to realize that uh, we were going to move here. It's just got a unique uh, feel and look to it. It's, as, you, as you're well aware, it's a beautiful place to live and great place to play. Do you uh, face any other major hurdles? Obviously the tenure approval was a key thing for this. Are there any other big challenges uh, to, to, to seeing this project to fruition? Uh, I wouldn't, I think nothing is, is as large as getting the approvals, but there's always some challenges ahead to, you know, fine tuning to making sure that our plan um, is fitting within what we have been approved as well as uh, continuing to work with the CSRD and City of Revelstoke to ensure that uh, we are following the rules. No, no, it's not correct. It's more of we are creating something that's going to be beneficial to to both of those, um, to both Revelstoke Area B and Revelstoke City itself. Mm-hmm. Um, one, yeah. one of the, uh, I saw one of the, the national media outlets or a provincial media outlet was doing a story on this and they uh, noted the size of the park uh, that it was I think it's 320 acres how, how big is it in total or uh, 327 hectares hectares yeah sorry I got that wrong so 327 hectares and that it's x times and like 10 times bigger than Disneyland or something like that how, mu- how much of that is just tenure and how much is the actual um, parts where people are going to be doing activities yeah I, I mean I looked at that and I thought Disneyland, probably the most successful, you know, activity or an entertainment company in the world. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if they're going to compare us to that, it's pretty much a compliment, I think. But uh, <laughs> we, you know, it, our size is not 100% full intensive use sites. Mm-hmm. Um, our tenure is based on the ability to have, you know, there's some areas that have no activities whatsoever in them, but when you fill out for your tenure with the province and you take your boundary, you have to ex- include an area in the conceptual plan that you may or may go into. Um, once the plan is completed, the province, you know, require us then to, if we're not going to be using an area, you know, we're going to have to resubmit a change to the actual layout. Um, so you got to think about what they were trying to do say Disneyland is on a smaller parcel, but it's a hundred percent, like every portion of the property is used for something. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case here. We're not, we're, our intensive use areas are, are, are I, I don't have the exact percentage, but it, it would probably be, you know, less than 10% of the total area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the impact, remember this is an outdoor adventure park. This is not a theme park. So mm-hmm. that's, the comparison doesn't fit that way, but mm-hmm. you know, we, our idea is to be able to enjoy the outdoors. Yes, you're, you, you're doing activities, etc. but this is not about plastic mountains and, and, um, and Disney characters. Mm-hmm. This is about the, the outdoors and, and being, doing adventure activities that are taking place within the trees, you know, mm-hmm. over suspension bridges, beautiful scenery, beautiful views. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I noticed on the wall you guys had sort of a, a timeline of, of build out. When uh, when you're, I guess at the start, how many people are going to be working there, and what kind of jobs are they going to have, and, and what is the season going to be? And then you know, ten years down the road, uh, uh, when you get to full build out, what what does the employment situation look like, and what kind of jobs are they going to be? So obviously, the, a number of the jobs are going to be seasonal, mm-hmm. um, uh, but we think that we'll be able to work with Rosal Mountain Resort on on the hiring point and getting people that comes twelve months that'll stay twelve months a year and be able to offer some of the mid level management jobs uh, that are currently seasonal at the resort that now can be can become year round because we can we can sort of share with employee uh, and get a better gene pool if we want to say or, a, or have a better selection of the of some of the places that we can't compete with right now that uh, some mm-hmm. of the other resorts because they're we're not um, 12 months a year at this point. Okay. So I think there's an advantage on that. Uh, you know, we're we're going to have 250 jobs and construction operations, etc. combined in the first few years as we go through here. And some of that will be through consultants and, and, and their companies, etc. But, uh, you know, operationally, we, we see in, in and around the same amount of um, jobs. And most of those uh, will be seasonal. Two, and that's, you said, is that 250? Yeah, is that what you meant? Yeah, right. okay. And these are hard and fast numbers. Yeah, okay. These numbers change with the programming, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, some activities require more staffing. Other activities like the lift do not. But uh, so there's, there's, it's, it's not a hard and fast number because of the fact that we don't have the hard and fast program on this yet. Okay, for sure. Well, Jason, um, I really appreciate your time to sit down and talk with me today. Thanks, Ryan. Okay, thank you.